0: everybody and welcome to the F- Film Review Central podcast with me, Kim Goodens. I hope you're all well. Today, uh, we are back with another TV show review to end the week and over the past couple of uh, weeks, I've been checking out the Alex Rider uh, Season 1 that is now available on Amazon Prime. I've watched all eight episodes and now I have uh, want to do a review a little bit later on just so you guys have the possibility to check it out for yourself it's available like i said on amazon prime now all eight episodes if you don't know what this is about this what this show is about um alex rider it, is the character in the anthony horowitz uh, spy thriller uh, book season that is um that is based on the same name and this season is adapting his anthony horowitz's second novel uh point blank which is one of my favorite uh alex rider novels um this is not the first time that we saw an alex rider adaptation from the books to movies it, they did have a 2006 movie um adapting the first ever book stormbreaker uh there has been no announcement yet about the second about a second season uh, just to give you a little bit of background i was actually the per i'm actually the perfect age i'm probably the target audience for this um i was a big fan of these books growing up i read all the books i really enjoyed it and i didn't mind the 2006 film i don't think it was that bad because it, like i said i i am the target audience it's nice to see uh a spy uh, related and it's not just based all on you know big action scenes and shootout scenes like other spy movies are uh, it bases more on the character so you guys if you are new to this podcast but also new to my reviews I like to do three positives and three negatives about the show and whether I want to see it uh, season two but I'll also give my uh, rating out of 10 but I do this for a percentage so it will be at 100% I do it percentages to give you a little bit more of a focus on what uh, my actual opinion about it is uh, if you want to check this out like uh, like I've said it is available now on Amazon Prime and, uh, and it's a fantastic show I do definitely recommend it to you uh, like I'd recommend this podcast channel of course if you um, want to check out uh, my uh, other podcasts you you can do over here on Anchor, but also on um, the um, on Spotify and other social media streaming services. And if you guys want to join me on a podcast uh, about film, about movies, um, or any other stuff please make sure um you follow my instagram and send me a message frc underscore podcast okay let's get in with three good points about season one of alex rider uh my first point here is that the show is more dark and grittier and more exciting than the adaptation we had in 2006 um it was it's attracted to younger audiences like myself and kind of segregated it away from you know the jason Bournes, the james bonds of the spy universe but still cemented them dark themes if you go through the season you do see in the main episode five episode six they're so dark episodes that you feel almost intrigued to watch it and discover this mystery um for yourself, I think with the 2006 film, it tried to approach to everybody, so it was more lighthearted, more comedic. Uh, but this one definitely went was adapted closer to uh, Anthony Horowitz's novels and brought that dark, uh, grittier uh, Alex Rider character that we've we've read about in the books. The second one here is that the episodes of the end are really gripping. I've been watching TV shows now for a while, and I always think that the end of uh, a series has to you have to go out swinging with your series finale admittedly i do think they could have all wrapped it up in seven episodes the eight episode was more of a you know let's leave episode seven on the cliffhanger for episode eight but they tried to make an even number i, I applaud that but i think what the what the ending did was it brought brought it back home you saw these you saw alex try to get back to normality but it kept coming back i think that was a really really interesting decision um but it was one of the decisions which i thought hang on a minute do you have to really do this um but i uh, the episodes at the end are really gripping and it develops the story well and it has that overarching story and how the characters are admitted to that uh the third thing here is uh Otto Farrant, who did play uh, Alex Ronald. I think he was a great casting choice. I think he brought some comedic sense, brought some really good action elements into it as well. And um, hes you always seem to root for him. You always seem to. And because there's so many different personalities about Alex um, within the show, you do feel like you are, uh, you related to him and you are interested in certain decisions that he makes. So the three negatives I have here is, uh, unfortunately, I do think the pacing of the episodes are quite slow at the beginning. Um, it takes a long time to to adapt to the main story. Of course, they have to follow a book. They have to follow a script, even before a sc- the move, The TV show script was written. They still ha- uh, the, Even the script writers have to say, okay, what do I have to bring in? But for the first two or three episodes, the pacing is very slow, which... I, if you're not a fan of this genre or you you might do something different ultimately you're going to want to watch. you're not going to want to watch the more more episodes i can for me i just love that type of stuff them the action them the spy the thriller elements i just love them i always have so for me i didn't mind it because i knew that once you build it up and once you uh, feature some of the main characters it's just going to be absolutely fantastic but with the pacing at the beginning, it became quite slow and quite boring for people who are not big fans of the genre. The second one here is the supporting cast. I thought some of the supporting cast were good, uh, but especially the students of Point Blanc, some were featured in some weren't. Which, and because eight episodes, all eight episodes are given to you at one time, it's not a staggering one week uh, show, you, you almost feel like you have to watch all eight episodes quite. Close together because certain characters have a bit of a story, have a bit of a background, and then just fall off for a couple of episodes. Of course, they are, they do feature uh, certain characters and the plot, and once again, they do have to follow uh, the book written by Anthony Horowitz. But these characters, which could be so intriguing in some episodes, some of them do actually fall flat on others. But then also, and also, the final negative for me. Um, was the villain. I don't think it had a substantial villain uh, inside of it. I think they brought in uh, Yasen Grigorovich, who was the uh, villain played incredibly by Damien Lewis in Stormbreaker, the film adaptation. But I think with Yasen Grigorovich, he was always just, again, just admitted there. So he wasn't a strong villain. And then you had um, doc- Dr. Hugo Grief, who was, who didn't really become a villain but was one of these villains that didn't do much if you think of fantastic um moving tv show villains that always there you see some really action sequence great action sequences which he was more i'm going to be shadow i'm going to be more in the dark um about my uh, performance so i wasn't too happy with that i would have liked to see um Maybe him do a little bit more instead of just talk, you know talking you know on the phone or directly it it didn't feel like there was a substantial villain uh, the best one here actually for me, the best villain in the whole in the whole thing was uh Eva Stellenbosch I think Eva Stellenbosch brought a sense of uneasiness to the to the character that she had um she was a she was fantastic in in terms of how do you bring that sort of creepiness and sort of that big uh, uh, kind of creepiness into the role I thought that was a fantastic uh, work there from the actress that played her um, it reminds me of Nadia Vole that was that was uh, in the 2006 film Stormbreaker because when you watch her and her certain performance you feel very 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 um, you know, an easy to watch, which, like I said, really really worked with the theme um but she was really the only strong villain we had in this uh in terms of um my percentage, I would give it an eighty six percent um that would be my score out of a hundred. I think it was strong um and then for season two you I do want to see another uh book adaptation. I don't want to see stormbreaker, I think that will be. Um, really, really interesting. If they decide to go down that route, ra- down that route, and say, "Yeah, we've just done Point blank Let's go all the way back to the first book. Let's k- let's carry on." Um, the next book that they can abitate is a skeleton key. So you will see so many different involvements and if they managed to pull that off, I definitely could see more of them adaptations. Uh, they hinted a lot and, um, Uh, at the end of the day me being a big big alex rider book fan i just can't wait for scorpia scorpia is a fantastic book i recommend you checking all the books out but scorpia is that master organization sort of like a specter in the james bond books that one that season could be fantastically action-packed but they do need to build these characters up for that incredible conclusion um but the great action scenes interesting action scenes and skeleton key could be more of that i i will be f- i will really really uh like to see a second season with the same cast you know with obviously some new ones as well new villains new new heroes for alex to to join to join in but this could be a lot more adult a lot more darker theme because point blank is dark but the next couple of books Skeleton Key uh, Eagle Strike Scorpio they're much darker and if they tap into that you could see a fantastic modern uh, spy series that you've probably not seen before uh, in like the four on TV so that's my review for Alex Ryder season one looking forward to seeing if they do make a season two of course with the pandemic going on at the moment we might not see that um, but I tell you what, if they do it, I'll definitely be somebody to check that one out. Please go and give me your opinion. Check the show out. Send me a message on, on Instagram. Always active over there. If you want to ask a Q and A, send send me the questions over uh, about film, about football, anything. I uh, I'm loving to interact with the fans. You guys have been incredible. This is why I do these podcasts for. You have. Um, Incredible, you've been incredibly supportive throughout the whole time that I've been doing these podcasts, so thank you very much. Um, like I said, if you want to join me on a podcast, please um, go over to my Instagram, send me a message, say what you want to talk about, and then we can easily do it. Um, as well, I'd just like to give a shout out to my other uh, podcast um, pals. Gary Best, Harry Burton, Kamali Sales, Sam Cattell, fantastic guests. Look forward to uh, doing more collaborations with you. So check their their content out. Absolutely incredible. So I don't know what the next podcast will be, but I know it will be something you love. See you in a bit.